Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today, I'll be joined by Project Spurs founder, Michael DeLeon. Mike and I will be discussing the Spurs' play in their last three games, and then we'll dive into the new, yet familiar starting lineup. Let's get into this episode. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I, ha- I haven't posted anything on Instagram all day, and nobody's writing anything about me. So I think, um, hey, that's that, I've got that going for me. <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, but on Instagram, see, I don't, I, don't, I don't use Instagram anymore, Mike, but... Uh, are you following the Spurs, and then did you unfollow them? No. Oh. Oh, okay, because I know that's the that's the latest rumor in Spurs Twitter is that players are unfollowing the Spurs account or something. I don't know. We're not going to get into that because those are just Goodness. rumors. That, I mean, not even rumors. They're not even rumors by by media. These are just things that that people that follow the Spurs players on Twitter on on Instagram. They're they're getting really diving into the stuff about them deleting pictures and stuff. And I don't know what's going on there. So we're not going to focus on their Spurs cast listeners. Mike and I are going to actually be discussing the the Spurs and their play on the court, and then also um, some of these new lineup changes that they're making. All right, Mike. So since the Spurs last, uh, since the last Spurs cast, should I say, the Spurs have gone one and two in their games. They fell to Philly by eleven last Friday. They defeated the New York Knicks in, in New York on Saturday by seven, which ended their losing streak. And then most recently, they suffered their second loss of the season to the Los Angeles Lakers in San Antonio Monday evening, one fourteen one hundred four. Let's begin there, Mike. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Friday they lose to Philly. Pop had kind of messed with the lineup a little bit more now, and he had put. Um, uh, DeJounte Murray in the starting point guard role and Jakob Pertl back at center uh, since Derek White was out with the, with the foot injury. Uh, they end up losing that game. But then on Saturday on a back-to-back, uh, the Knicks, they play the Knicks. And since DeJounte's out due to his minutes restriction, uh, Derek becomes a starting point guard. They keep Jakob there at center and they end up you know ending that eight-game losing streak and, and they beat the Knicks uh, by seven, where San Antonio was, had a pretty comfortable lead throughout that game. Uh, and then I mentioned... You know, yesterday was kind of surprising news that Pop mentioned, you know, he said basically I'm sticking with Derek as the point guard and then uh, Jakob at the center. So so basically that, that made Murray go to the bench uh, in this game against the Lakers. And, and, and the Spurs played a, a tough, close game to the Lakers, with the Lakers, should I say, where it really got away from them there in the fourth quarter when L.A. went up by like 13 with uh, like seven minutes left. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Spurs just couldn't make that comeback. But um, what, what were your, your thoughts on these last three games, specifically that Lakers game? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like, you know, when I was looking at that, the, the games, I mean, the next game didn't really surprise me. The Philadelphia game didn't surprise me. They were hot. They've been great at home. So the Lakers game, I was like, okay, well, we'll see exactly where they are. Are they really, you know, as terrible as their abilities uh, made them out to be? Or are they going to be able to stick with the Lakers like they had done earlier this season? And they showed that they could still stay with them. But the Lakers are a really good team. They have not lost two games all season so far. They're like yeah. the hottest team in the NBA right now. And, you know, the, the their talent level is, uh, I, I'm not going to say they kind of far exceed what so Spurs have. And so it's one of those things where the fact they were able to stay with them, even though they mm-hmm. have the players they have, 
Um, I mean, then they're a really deep team. I mean, I think that says some something, and, and I like that that there's some teaching with the lineup so that you know you can see what else or what works. At at this point, I feel like that's always the the kind of um, I guess the frame or, or, the, or the time of the season where uh, Pop's still going to experiment. He, he, he's far from having like a set uh, lineup rotation, I think. So it's good to see him, uh, you know, try a few different things. Yeah, and you know something I, I remarked to Bruno Passos about. Um, you know, we were at the game together, wa- watching the game there on Media Row. Was that uh, you know, I I, I look right away. I, I like to look up re- most recently. Um, ever since you know the Spurs started this trend of becoming like the number one mid range shooting team in the league, I like to look at you know what are your attempts as a team uh, when you're playing the Spurs on defense. Uh, how many threes are you taking? And so like I, I looked up on that Knicks game on Saturday, and sure enough, the Knicks are like in the bottom in the bottom ten of three point attempts. So I was like, you know what, mathematically the Spurs should be able to hang with these guys. So of course they did, and they, they ended up winning. And then also looked up against the Lakers, and the Lakers were only twenty second. They were a very low volume team as well. So I think that's something where where the Spurs can. You know, as much as they're having issues on defense, they can really stay with teams when um, when it's a team who's a low volume team, teams that, that don't shoot a lot of threes. Um, you know, even though the Lakers are a pretty respectable team from three in terms of their percentage, um, I think that that that's what helps the Spurs. Even though they're gonna play a lot of mid range type of shots and the majority of their shot profile, it allows the Spurs to kind of stay in games. And so you saw that. I mean, they actually had three really good defensive quarters for, by their standards uh, in this Lakers game, and it was just really that that uh, third quarter where they let the Lakers score thirty two, but then also the fourth, it was more the Spurs' offense rather than their defense that really let it get away from them when they went on when they basically what DeMar DeRozan said which was that they stalled but overall Pop said you know I think we're on the right track I think that if they played with this type of focus this type of um you know, uh, discipline against some of the bad teams that they lost to most recently, like the Grizzlies, like the um, like the Wizards. I think that they probably would have beat those teams had they played like this, like they did against the Lakers. But again, it didn't come out until they played the Lakers, and that showed again that that they can be a pretty good team if they can just put that that type of game plan together for for a majority of the game. Because, like you mentioned, Lakers entered number one in the West, and and San Antonio had a chance of beating them there, and they and they looked really well. So, Mike, one one big change that has happened, as we kind of mentioned in the beginning, was this new starting lineup that the Spurs have. Um, it's not really a, a, a new starting lineup. It actually goes back to last year. So for the last, for the majority of last season, uh, they started uh, Derek White at the point and then Jakob Pertl at the center along with Bryn Forbes at the two, uh, DeMar DeRozan at the three, and LaMarcus Aldridge at the four. And that lineup, again, you know, the majority – it played for the majority of the season and uh, it got them to to a seven seed. It got made, it made – I think they won 47, 48 games. It took Denver to, to seven games in the playoffs uh, and that, that lineup actually played really well in all those games against Denver. So, so you know, it was something that worked. But when this season started with the inclusion of, of Murray back, um, Pop didn't really go to it. Instead, he was kind of uh, configuring what Trey Lyles starting and DeJounte Murray, then kind of uh, mixing up different lineups like you mentioned. And now he's kind of stuck on this side lineup for two games. They're, they're old familiar lineup of, of Derek and, at the point and Jakob at the center. So let's go through some of the numbers that, that are happening right now. Um, again, it's a very small sample size. It's only 47 possessions according to Cleaning the Glass. Uh, and a lot of that data comes against a bad defense, which is the Knicks, and then also a good team, a team in the Lakers. So uh, in 40 pos- 47 possessions, the Spurs are scoring one. The Spurs are scoring 112.8 points per 100, third on offense. They're holding teams to 102 points per 100, uh, which would be first on defense if that was a, if those were for an entire season. So their net rating is a plus 10.6. Um, you know, a lot of their shots still come at mid range with this lineup. The 31 percent of their sh- uh, then secondly they, they they shoot from the rim, and then of course they're not a high three point shooting team. Their half court offense is really good with this lineup, um, scoring 106.8 points per 100. They don't get on in transition. They're a slower team by playing this type of lineup with Derek at the point instead of Dejounte. And then defensively, um, you know, their, their numbers look pretty good there in a lot of different categories, and, and they don't let teams get out as much on them when, when when they miss shots. The Spurs compared to when they have um. 
DeJounte. So I think some, some quotes I pulled here. Last night, uh, DeMar Rosen had this to say about the, the swap and point guards, basically. Uh, he said both of them play at a different pace, so kind of talking about the Spurs is more aggressive, faster pace with DeJounte as opposed composed to um, the slower pace with, with Derek, who's more half-court oriented type point guard. And then Pop even said, oh, Coach Pop, the starters just feel comfortable with, with Derek starting, basically, is what he said. So I know that's a lot of information. Um, so what are your, some of your takeaways right now with this swap at basically point guard, what it looks like? Yeah, I mean, one of the words you said there was pace, and I feel like Derek White is totally changed the pace point guard compared to DeJounte. He seems to have more of like a calming presence, I think, to the starters, and where he's kind of, you know, I mean, it's it's not, I think, slanted to his talent level or that he's this type of player, but it's kind of a, a lot like the like point guard of yesteryear where you can kind of, it's that reliable, somebody's going to take care of the ball, somebody that's going to, you know, get, get the half-court offense set and and make the the right decisions. Jante is a lot more, uh, you know, a, a faster guy. He likes to try to run and take advantage of opportunities, get the rim, things like that. And so, a lot of times the offense doesn't fully get set. And so, I I think they're just, and then they had Derek as their starting point guard for what almost a full season. So, it, it doesn't surprise me that they're a little more comfortable that way. This is what they're used to. And so, they started the season with not only. Uh, DeJounte back who was not there all last season but uh, and then they had those two lineup changes and so I think this this was kind of a better move to try to get guys that they're already comfortable with the the five players that they're used to having uh, same thing with uh, Jakob I feel like he's starting to get comfortable mm-hmm. now and I, I always liked what he did off the bench and he did really good with that with that unit but I think with the starters we saw him kind of get comfortable with that last turn and sounds like he's starting to do that now and, you know, a lot of people will make, uh, you know, mention of his points, things like that. But I, I, when I look at the game, I'm not really even paying attention to what he does there. It's like, okay, rebounds, defending, um, you know, is he going to, you know, defend the rim? And he's, he's been able to pick up a block like almost every game so far, it seems like. And so just the, the small things like that, especially when he's paired up with um, LaMarcus and he has, he, he, you know, when LaMarcus a lot of times is pulled out from the paint, can he take care of that or can he, can he switch over on, on, you know, penetrating point guards, stuff like that. And so far, I think that he's been able to do that. Yeah. You, you made a good point there, especially about, um, you know, for one, like you said, it's just the players are more comfortable with, with uh, Derek at the point where he is, uh, you know, he plays at a more calming pace. That's uh, more adaptable to Aldridge and DeRozan where, where they can play more half court type, type basketball. And then whereas Murray's out and, you know, he's young, he wants to get on the, on the boards. He grabs the rebounds and takes off, which, which early on in the season, that looked like a really good addition for their, for their offense. But then now, you know, you see that the, the, the turnovers have kind of increased. He also just doesn't have the, the players who are running with him on the sides, you know, on, on those fast breaks where he can kind of create him on his own. And so that's the thing is, like, he just doesn't have the personnel to match his style um, with, with Aldridge and DeRozan. They're just not those type of players who are, who are going to be out in the open court uh, running with him. So we'll see now if, if that's more adaptable to the bench for him, if he can kind of get figure out some chemistry with Patty Mills and, and Marco Bellinelli or Damari Carroll and, and Rudy Gay, see if those guys can got, kind of get out on the break with him a little bit more and the Spurs can pick up some transition because right now the, the numbers don't look too, too good uh, with that second unit now that they've lost Derek and, and they're adding Derek into the starting unit. I think also something I want to talk about is Jakob there you, you just mentioned him um, he's been a big presence in terms of their defense uh, you know s- stabilizing and being good not just this season but also last season in the playoffs I mean we have a lot of data now that we can just say that this th- these five players th- you know they're they're actually a pretty good group defensively I'm not gonna say top 10 level but they're a good de- group defensively and and if anything they're gonna have their issues on offense because they have no shooting basically with, it's just Bryn Forbes when, when you start Derek and and um 
and Jakob. I mean, Derek's three-point shot is there, but he, he'll only take them if they're wide open. He's not really a, a volume three-point shooter. So, so again, it, it at least gives the Spurs some production now on the defensive end where they, where they were just not that, – that's the reason why they lost eight games in a row. They just had no defense for, for, the, that, for those that many weeks. And so now it's kind of stabilizing the defense a little bit. You're seeing some injection of, of positivity there defensively. Something I wrote down here, um, some, looking at the numbers um, – you know, teams are only shooting 19% of their shots at the rim when, when it's Jakob and Lamarcus there uh, with the starting five right now. They're shooting 60% uh, when they do get there. But again, you, you just see it. I think that there's one stat that really sticks out to me in this game against the Lakers that really shows the, the inclusion of Jakob and Lamarcus together. It's the fact that, like, when you watch that first game against the Lakers and Spurs, uh, the Lakers used a, um, a pick-and-roll sequence to get uh, Anthony Davis switched on to DeMar DeRozan a lot in that last game. And, and you know, Davis just scored, uh, you know, at will against DeRozan, which you would understand that, you know, De- DeMar's, you know, a lot shorter than, than, than uh, Davis. Well, this time, now that the Spurs had two bigs down there— Davis really couldn't get that type of switch on them and, and the Spurs were able to switch it back or they had extra they had extra help around the rim to help out DeMar. And so you saw that uh, DeRozan didn't get switched up as much on Davis. And then also, uh, you know, you, you just you just look at the paint numbers that they've been a lot lower for the opponents when, when Jakob and LaMarcus are there because the Spurs constantly have um, a, a lot of, you know, just more more presence there at the rim. Where you're going to see some drawback, though, is, is when, t- when you, they play teams who shoot a lot of threes and who are really good at threes, that, that's where you're going to have a problem with, the, with Jakob and, and Alders. And that's, but that's not every single team. So I think you're right there that Jakob does bring some more um, production there uh, on the defensive end. Um, so what do you think about Murray um, now kind of learning to adjust and build some chemistry with the bench units of like Patty Mills, of Rudy Gay, um, either Marco Bellinelli or um, Damari Carroll? Yeah, I, I actually think it could work out because a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people want to see Derek and uh, Dejounte start together. Yeah. But I feel like you kind of have to have, and I know they can stack and do all this, but you kind of have to have another a defender there in the backcourt when you've got either Bryn or uh, Patty in the game. And so, not only that, but Patty uh, can you know run up and down the court as well. So maybe that works better with his with his style. Not only that, if them, you know, obviously another uh, defender along with Tamari now that they can. Um, also play better defense with that second unit, especially because everybody uh, hates when Mark goes in there and, and the lack of defense, I guess, uh, that he has. So I think it could end up helping. It's just it's just a role that I think Dejounte will have to kind of like embrace, and especially as long as he's still playing limited minutes. Yeah. Then I, I think that I think that could really work out. It's something I'm I'm definitely I definitely think it's worth uh, trying and continuing to work with, especially if it. Uh, we see the the benefits in the starting group. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point there. Um, you know, I, I do still want to see the Derek and, and Dejounte type backcourt for for a good sample size, but again, we're not going to see it until Dejounte's off this type of um limits restriction. And right. it's also this may, kind of makes sense putting him on the bench because again, it's not, it's not fair to him that he has to sit out in the second night of back to backs and that he can only play you know twenty minutes a night. Uh, and, and again, until that that minutes restrictions off, it's it, it's kind of like he's hampered from from making this uh to, to really really have his growing pains and and figure out uh you know how to be effective on the court. Uh, especially offensively, which is where he's having his issues and why Pop's kind of going with, with Derek more so. Um, so, so yeah, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, this is kind of what we were going to discuss here on the Spurs cast. I know it's, I had just recorded five days ago. That's why I said there's not a lot of going on. Uh, the team's only played three games. Um, so, Mike, before we close this episode, let's just go, go through a few reminders. Um, I want to remind you all to, to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Steven Anderson is keeping you updated with analysis after each game of this and this week. Uh, Benjamin Bornstein's latest prospect watch 
focuses on Jaden McDaniels of Washington. I also wrote a piece on the, st- the new starting five and ran some of the numbers they produced last season and in the playoffs. For Project Spurs premium members, I've revamped the defensive matchups page where I'm looking at who the top three matchups for the Spurs players were in each game and how those matchups shot against the Spurs player. You can also now see an average of how matchups are shooting against Spurs defenders. Finally, thank you to Mike for mixing and edis- editing this episode. From Michael DeLeon, I'm Paul Garcia, and from all of the staff at Project Spurs, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.